insurance became really popular in the past year because everyone got a dog or a cat yeah and a lot of those same people were like oh yeah we should get pet insurance as well and it is like something good to have if mm. there's a bunch of ifs that go along with that but if you ask most people who have a claim it, it's re- really shitty service because everything's a pre-existing condition it basically functionally operates as american health insurance mm-hmm. so it's really bad to work with and it's completely unregulated uh, in the United States, different insurances are regulated like within the verticals of the industries they're in. Like there's auto insurance is all regulated under one line, but pet insurance is regulated as inland marine insurance. What? So basically, what? <laughs> so when they made insurance, you know, like a hundred years ago for trucks, pet whale made, insurance. <laughs> yeah. They basically pretended that the trucks that were driving on the roads were just like land boats. And that's how they kind of regulated it. Admiralty so, law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's literally admiralty law. And uh, they decided to regulate pet insurance and travel insurance under that, too. So uh-huh. it's people are paying, you know, a fairly like 50 bucks a month. So it's 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 not cheap, but it's nothing like, you know, uh, health insurance. Um, and oftentimes they're just not getting their claims paid. So eventually enough people are going to bitch and moan to where the regulators are going to say, like, we need to fix this a bit. So mm-hmm. even though they're, they're making a shitload of money off it now and a lot of other companies are getting in on it. There's going to be a day of reckoning, yeah. um, but mm. Lemonade is also getting into car insurance, uh-huh. um, right? And they they've they've made a relationship with this uh, Italian company called Octo, uh-huh. hey. and it basically is a company. And this is a whole other topic, but they it it's a company that puts itself into your cell phone mm-hmm. when you don't even know it, and it yeah. like where your mom is data, yeah. Uh, on how you drive. It shows where you go, how fast you go, how hard you stop. It happens without you even knowing it. Yeah. And the way they do that is they build themselves into a back end of a free app that does like uh, gas mapping or like Waze or something mm-hmm. like that. So they get in there and they get all this data. So then by the time you actually are ready to buy insurance, you don't need to tell them any information because they already have. It. Yeah. Um, so they're working with that to, to do that. They've tried to, to open up in a couple different states. All the regulators have rejected them yeah. so far. So they haven't <laughs> yeah, really nice. gotten too far with it. Um, but uh, they, they want to get into that space as well. And mm. the other thing with Lemonade is that like they're only really selling renter's insurance. Yeah. And renter's insurance is like 80 bucks a year. The claims are really small. So like they're losing money on a small game. Yep. They're losing money playing checkers. So <laughs> it, it, it is pretty funny to see. I can never, with, with stuff like this, right, especially as you get into the stuff that's much mm. more intrusive surveillance, right? I never know where to draw the line between clownish and uh, insidious. Mm. It, it, I, it well, flips back and forth. It's funny because there was, uh, I, I was reviewing something a few weeks ago, is this, this company that pretends to... Um, Basically, with with a dash cam, mm-hmm. instead of just it, they haven't had enough of the dash cam looking forward, they've now made it three sixty degrees, mm-hmm. um, so it can look at the person driving as well. And they're saying how like they can track the eyeball movement of the driver to see if they're looking at their phone mm-hmm. or if they're looking off the road, and then they increase the the price of insurance based off that. Um, Amazing. And, but the thing is, like, I was asking this guy who was telling me about this, and I was like, oh, so does it, like, work? Like, can you show me the data points that, like, show over time? That this <laughs> and, he, and he was like, program? yeah, of and course, I like, keep them downstairs in this basement where I will be going to right now. <laughs> Do not follow me. You just hear footsteps um, receding. 
<laughs> and he was basically like, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, camera, yeah. the, the camera the, can actually tell the when officer, the driver's thinking again. about their crush. <laughs> yeah, so, and he was saying, like, yeah, if, like he's, they've had many cases where a guy will be, like, having his he- hand on his head or playing with his beard, and the alarm is like, this guy's on his phone. And he obviously isn't. So not only are they putting, like, these literal panopticons inside of vehicles, but they also don't work. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like this telematic shit where they put, they, they got these APIs built into the back end on apps on their phones and they have all this data like, Oh, this guy drove, you know, a thousand miles and he breaks like an asshole and he doesn't use his blinker. But if you go through like the companies that have inter- have adopted this technology, it just doesn't fucking work. Yeah. For example, root insurance, root insurance is like a big insure tech. I PO'd a few months ago. They, um, their whole thing was basically, we know exactly how you drive mm-hmm. and we're going to price you off that. And then they, they, they IPO'd and the next day got hit with a lawsuit basically saying that they faked all of it. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. And like, you know, they may, maybe some of it's real, but, um, and maybe the lawsuit is just like short sellers or whatever. But at the end of the day, like I, I my biggest takeaway is that insurance has already been figured out. Yeah. It's not really hard to do. Like it's it's the law of, of large numbers. It's been going on for 600 years. If you have a bunch of people pay into a, a pool and then you pay it out, eventually out, after like two or three years, you're going to figure out how to make a profit. Yeah. But because people are so fucking bored with it, I guess, they have to go ahead and say like, oh, well, this one measures your dick and that, that shows how well you can drive or whether you're going to like, someone's going to fall on your stoop. Um, that might actually work. To yeah. be fair. I, there's a lot of small dick driving going around yeah, on the roads of London. Yeah. That's, um, but I, so, yeah. I'm actually obsessed with the idea of the panopticon, but where the guard is a dumbass and yeah. like all the prisoners have left and replaced themselves with like rolled up towels and a balloon under their bed sheets, and the guards just sitting there kicking back like, sure is quiet in the prison Easiest today. Job Must in the be world. doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, it's it is sort of um, I'd say it is quite gratifying to know that I guess our our sort of long held suspicion that most of this incredibly evil stuff just doesn't work is basically a correct one. Awesome. Yeah, that, that our main, the main thing sort of saving people from this, from this uh, sort of horrible fate is the mm. incompetence and sort of yeah. um, perfidious, perfidiousness the NKVD of the people. NKVD actually yeah. worked. Yeah, they, the people they who were, do that were trying stuff. to implement it. Um, and in fact, I, I, have, I have one more thing, which is I think a good way of sort of thinking about the, uh, the, the, the sort of the future of this of this industry because uh, I I have collected for us uh, a certified McKinsey moment um, because I uh, I went on I, this is something I think McKinsey we're gonna we're gonna do a, <laughs> this is something I think we're gonna actually do a little bit more uh, as as time goes on because like all of these companies as part of their marketing what they tend like the big consultancies they will write perspectives and what they think the future of various industries are gonna be and quite often they are fucking deranged. Um, so this is Insurance 2030 by McKinsey, uh, and it opens with uh, what I can only describe as a uh, horrifying vignette that everyone seems to be very excited about. Ahem. Welcome to the future of insurance, as seen through the eyes of Scott, a customer in the year 2030. His digital personal assistant orders him a vehicle with self-driving capabilities for a meeting across town. Upon hopping into the arriving car, Scott decides he wants to drive today and moves the car into active mode. 
His personal assistant maps out a potential route and shares it with his mobility insurer, which immediately responds with an alternate route that has a much lower likelihood of accidents and auto damage, and then adjusts his monthly insurance premium. <laughs> In order to like punish him for initially choosing a bad route? Or... Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's because every time you get into the car, uh, it will incorporate that data and then you'll get uh, an insurance premium at the end of the month that perfectly matches what it is that you've done. Um, and yeah, I just love that. I, I, I personally, I really look forward to uh, an era in which I can like, I don't know, glance down to change the song while I'm driving and then end up paying like 250 pounds in insurance I wasn't expecting to at the end of the month. You know, um, Scott's assistant notifies him that his mobility insurance premium will in- increase by 8% based on the route he selects. It also alerts him that his life insurance policy, which is now priced on a quote "pay as you live" basis, will increase by two percent for this as quarter. You live, yeah, you know, mm. he paid as he lived. <laughs> <laughs> um, the additional amounts were automatically debited immediately from his bank account. Um, so yeah, that's it's again just a uh, when I talk about how like insurance controls a lot of what goes on right yeah. if only because they tend to set the bounds of what is possible for the people they're insuring yeah, that australian guy yeah. decides is what the vision here is instead of that being sort of uh a kind of mm. abstract um uh, uh, sort of restriction right that tends to apply to huge corporates where you have to sort of work out where that line was drawn, how insurance was like shaping what it is that they've done. The fantasy here seems to be, what if you were in daily contact with your insurer who told you where you could and could not drive? Amazing. Yeah. Um, and also, again, it based on like a whole bunch of other fantasy technologies that we know don't exist. Hmm. The AI personal assistants, the full self-driving cars, that you yeah. sort of just summon at the touch of a button. It's just, it is a total your fantasy. Your insurer phones you up and is like, please do not press the big crash car button in your Tesla. <laughs> I beg of you. I think like the, the obvious thing here that like really jumps out to me is that you, this guy is getting a different premium every time he moves differently. But I, the, 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 the core concept of insurance is you're not paying for yourself. Everyone's paying for everybody else. So it's not like that you're just finding the most perfect rate for you to ensure anything that happens with you, it, it's a law of large numbers. It's not like depositing money into a bank account. It's everybody kind of pooling their money together. So it really just like at its core, this bullshit of like um, usage-based driving, it, it's counterintuitive. <laughs>